Exurgat Deus disipentur de nemici eius, et fugiant quio deruntium, afacia eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered, and let all who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defendenos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diablios to praesidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas deprecamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satra maliosque spiritus malignos, quod perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Speculum justitiae, ora pro nobis. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facium tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, immaculata conceptio est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. First, a programming note. Later today, I'll be on with Eric Gajewski over at Trad Cat Night over on his podcast. It's behind the paywall. So if you're not a subscriber, um, he does have an amazing amount of resources that I highly recommend. Um, you know, it's it's probably one of the most beneficial uh Patreon contribution, like subscriber services that you can, that you can get because he has a lot of information. Um, he does approximately a hundred podcasts, 30, a hundred 30 minute plus podcasts every single month. And the topics vary. Most of it follows church news and things going on in the church. A lot of it follows what's going on in the world. He has, um, three to four guests, I think, excuse me, two to three guests on now every single day. And Later today, it's going to be yours truly, Caleb the Mechanic. Um, so I highly recommend that you swing on over there, check out his stuff. He also has a lot of advertisers, things that you wouldn't necessarily think of. I mean, obviously, you get the common ones like um, Glory and Shine and and uh, stuff like that, Devout Decals, some of, the, some of the other more common, more well-known. But he's also got some others, quick reminders to always pr pray for the dead. Um, you know, the holy souls that have gone before us and all and a whole bunch of resources. He doesn't just have Catholics and Christians on. He does have people talking, talking about topics that are within their wheelhouse that they can really that they can really speak on. Um, and the nice thing about it is probably um, very much unlike Catholicism. <laughs> you can actually approach it like a cafeteria. Like when I go on, when I go on the website and I actually scroll through through the podcasts, I'll look for some of the people that I'm looking for, some of the topics that I'm looking to hear a little bit more about, and I kind of pick and choose. And so you can kind of you can very much treat it like a cafeteria where you can pick and choose, and you can go back weeks and weeks and weeks, um, and still get information that is useful. Um, and you know things good to know, some wild and crazy theories. You know, me being an air, me being an aircraft mechanic, obviously there's a particular wild and crazy theory that I have a huge problem with because I kind of know for a fact that it's impossible. Um, but again, a lot of things and coming from a perspective that a lot of people don't tend to look at the world from, um, it's from a, from an ostensibly Catholic perspective, but it's a distinctive Catholic perspective. It's one that you don't see in a lot of Catholic media. In fact, actually, I would say he's unique in that his perspective is unique among Catholic media. So um, definitely a good, good idea to go ahead and dive in over there. 
beyond that, I kind of wanted to talk today about Omicron. And I love the fact that the new scary variant of COVID-19, what they're actually wanting to call COVID-21 in some areas, is called Omicron. Now, they skipped she or Xi, and that's because it's spelled X-I. So they skipped that variant for obvious reasons. Nobody wants to be looking at Xi Jinping for the new COVID variant. Um, but one of the things I love about the Omicron variant is that if you understand how God manages to weave language into his poetical truth, this new COVID variant, this supposed new terrifying thing, isn't Omega, it's Omicron. And for those of you who don't understand the difference, the letters Omega and O and Omicron are both the letter O or W, but Omega is the long O sound. So it's Omega and Omicron is that really short one. <laughs> I find it really entertaining because if you wanted to scare the daylights out of me, then you would have this drastically contagious, amazingly lethal variant that was causing people to be walking down the streets and just boom, fall down dead. But that's not what's happening. Out of South Africa, which is where the Omicron variant comes from, largely based on, you know, pontificating talking heads, the South African health ministry said this is actually really a mild form of COVID. Like this is probably going to be end up being the endemic form of the disease that'll be with us ad infinitum. Why is that important? Because this is going to be the form of the disease that you get, and it'll probably be seasonal, and it'll probably come along every, you know, four or five, six months, depending on, you know, depending on where you live. And this is going to be like, this is going to be the one. Um, it'll be the final form of the common cold, as it were. Because a lot of people forget that the rhinovirus is, is a coronavirus. Like, we call it the rhinovirus. Well, no, it's not. It's not a coronavirus. It's a rhinovirus. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is actually a coronavirus. Um, and this is going to be probably the final form. This is, this is probably the one where you get it, you pass it on, um, they get it, they pass it on, and so on and so forth. This would be like the old people's version to the common cold when you send your kids to daycare for the first time. <clears throat> if it was Omega, it would be scary. But this is Omicron the little O <laughs> this isn't the one at the end of the alphabet. This is one is, you know, a little bit half, a little bit past the middle. I love it. It sounds scary. It actually, I think one of the cool things about it, because as, as soon as it, they started talking about it, the first thing I saw on Twitter was memes of transformers. Because of course, some a lot like a lot of um a lot of the transformers in influence kind of carries in some of the Greek and the old Latin. So you get like Optimus Prime, this, you know, Omega Supreme, Ultra Magnus, 
Um, you know, you get some of like you get some of the more like the more notable characters have that very sort of lofty kind of sounding name. And in this case, it's COVID Omicron. Which, if you know what an Omicron is, then it's 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 actually rather laughable. Um, because this is like this is the snossages of COVID. This is the one that is like, oh, it's really it, it's everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah, cool, like pop culture, but it's largely nothing. The South African Health Authority has already come out and said it really is not that big a deal. We don't know why people are shutting the borders. It's whatever. <laughs> In other COVID news related, um, something that got pointed out to me by Mike over at Restoring the Faith, because he just kind of quote tweeted something and is like, hey, did you happen to notice that they're now talking about the symptoms of vaccine reaction as being potential symptoms of the new Omicron variant, which means first and foremost, they're actually lying their tails off. This actually means like, no joke, this is going to be the big COVID lie. This is it. That the Omicron variant brings what is actually the VAERS database as it's symptoms so we're gonna have people who and it, this is a perfect time too because people have been talking about how you know famous football player excuse me footballers soccer players and famous athletes around the world and major competitors like some of the most physically fit and prime samples of humanity have been getting their careers crushed by the vaccine because they're suffering from, from myocarditis and pericarditis. And now the media has begun to blend the side effects of the vaccine into the symptoms of the Omicron variant. Also kind of a nice mental note. I want you to think back to 2020 I know it was a very long time ago. People cannot, I mean, were we even alive back in 2020? Probably not. You probably weren't even tracking. But right around this time in 2020, they were starting to drum up the Delta variant. And when Delta wasn't scary enough, they hurried up and they got to like Lambda and Mu variants. And they were just like talking, oh yeah, but the Delta variant became the preeminent, the godlike variant of coronavirus which i actually kind of like because the delta variant sort of reminds me of delta force you know the special forces operational detachment delta a bunch of royal badasses guys whose explicit design is to get behind enemy lines and mess stuff up for the bad guys i mean that's kind of the way to go and that's basically what the delta variant was doing was it was getting behind the vaccine and it was blowing up your life why? Because as I've always held on this podcast, I'm reasonably certain that the vaccine is the Delta variant. So, and whether or not that's actually scientifically true, I don't care. What I noticed was that where the vaccine went, the Delta variant followed. And they were trying to blame that on the unvaccinated, but now they have a new lie that they can tell. Now they can actually say that Omicron is responsible 
for the VAERS reaction. So now you now you won't get diagnosed with COVID-19 vaccine adverse response. You're going to get diagnosed with COVID Omicron when you get when you get the vaccine and you suffer and die from the side effects of the new of the new so-called vaccine, the death jab, the unholy sacrifice of the jab, the injection of dead babies for the prolongation of your own life. And if you've noticed, I'm using more of my melodramatic and histrionic dialogue. It's because this is honestly, I think this is actually a very fun topic. It's a very fun topic for me to point at the mainstream media, at the big picture, all of those people in government and be able to say, hey, they're gaslighting you. And you heard it here third. Why do I say third? Because in all honesty, if you were paying really close attention, you would have already known most of this from Census Fidelium and from others who have been talking about this all weekend long. I literally waited until this point till I could gather enough information specifically so that I could talk smack about Omicron. I wanted the information ahead of time specifically to dog this one out, to, to literally dog, just to dog it down. Because COVID Omicron is going to be the snossages of COVID. But because we have the vaccine out there and they're going to be able to actually do that little three card Monty misdirection and say that the that the adverse events that are that belong appropriately assigned to an adverse reaction to the death backs are now actually going to be attributed to this Omicron variant, which, by the way, nobody's going to bother asking the question. Well, if we shut down the travel to and from the places where Omicron is, how did Omicron get in the country? My easy answer is, is that it showed up dressed as a Haitian on the southern border in Del Rio, Texas, about a month and a half ago. What does that have to do with anything? Well, that's easy. The government imported it and then sent it around the country to bury it to to a neighborhood near you. And like those illegal migrants who were dropped off in, into your neighborhood without your knowledge or your consent, Omicron will now actually be dropped off in your neighborhood as an excuse why those who are getting the vax and getting the boosters, which by the by, who could have possibly predicted that we were going to need booster shots? I mean, like two years ago, before they were even really talking about the vaccine rollout. Oh, Crap, that's right. Everybody on this side of the aisle. Everybody who was looking at this going, hey, wait a minute. Why are we shutting down the economy? Isn't shutting down the economy going to have more deleterious effects than COVID ever could? And we were proven right. Shutting down the economy had far more deleterious effects than COVID ever could. Did it have more deleterious effects than the Spanish flu? But the Spanish flu was 100 years ago. So obviously not. Also, COVID did not wipe out nearly a third of the global population, didn't wipe out 50 million people worldwide. It actually has only wiped out 420,000 people, which is twice as many people who died under the orange Superman when there was no vaccine and there was no protection. And we didn't even know what we were dealing with. Man, it's like... 
Looks like the Brandon administration managed to kill both our economy, our elderly, and our sense of belonging to a nation that is actually worth something. Oh, wait, that's because they did. Goodness gracious, what are we going to do when Brandon gets too old to hold the office and we're left with Kamala? Oh, and the nickname that I actually was going to use instead of just mispronouncing her name was far, far worse and definitely not appropriate for Radio Free Catholic. Let's just say that it involved an anatomical reference. Think about her name. You'll get it. And if you don't get it, more power to you means you're less of a heathen than I am, which is honestly a really low bar. So here we are going into the Christmas season, having just passed through Advent. And they've got Omicron already hanging from our stockings before we've even had a chance to put up the Christmas decorations. And you've got the Fauciest totalitarian doctor who, well, I'm not going to say any of the things that I'm thinking about. They're very, very uncharitable indeed. Who's already basically coming out like the Grinch and trying to spoil Christmas and all of the celebrations. And as as if that wasn't enough, then we have the hoopla with the Rittenhouse verdict and all that other stuff. And I am not joking. I have not seen this much venom and vitriol just managing to ooze over that very, very tall levy that I put on my Twitter account to try and keep all that nonsense out of my timeline. And it is still managing to, to lap over the top of those levies and flood my timeline with the evil and wickedness, the truly diabolical justifications. And I mean, you can look at these people and sort of just immediately want to slap somebody because it's, you just kind of want to look at them and go, are you actually that evil? Are you so lost? Do you hate people so much? that you could justify, oh, they've got some really good-looking women in the concentration camps. Like, are you serious? You've got Austria that just sort of, like, they don't even typically protest like, like they've been doing. And they came out with the mandate and the lockdown and the whole craziness that they came out with last week. And it was like 40,000 people said, screw that, brother, I'm going outside and I'm going to, I don't know, just walk around and wave a flag. The video from Austria that were not organized protests at all. It's literally thousands of people in small groups of like three to four, maybe topping out at five to ten that are just standing there going, hey, you know, what? we're just going to sing a song because we don't even know what to do right here because all we know is what's going on in our country is evil and wrong. And then on top of that, you have coming out of Australia. The prime minister or premier, I don't know who this Yahoo is, but he comes out on national television, global television, and says that if you're anti-vaccine mandate, you're anti-vax, as if those two things were the same thing, as if being anti-mandate were the same thing as being anti-science or anti-vax. And even those of us who were anti-vax, obviously yours truly on this podcast, aren't at anti-every-vax yet. Although that's coming quickly. 
but we are most definitely anti the death jab, the MAGAVAX. I'm now anti-vax. Do you know how many vaccines I've had in my life? Do you know how stupid it sounds? For you to say to somebody who, you know, honestly, I actually took some time out to consider whether or not I was going to get the flu shot this year. I figure, and here's, and check it out. Here's why I did not. Because I am on illness prophylaxis treatment. I'm on a specific treatment to make sure that all of the deleterious effects of being cooped up inside as the weather gets nasty. And in Montana, it gets really nasty to include very, very high winds at very, very low temperatures that are very, very uncomfortable. So I'm on an increased prophylaxis treatment to make sure that I do everything I can to keep from getting sick. So is it likely that I'm going to get the flu? I don't know, maybe for a day or two. Why would I get the vaccine in this particular case? The only thing that's going to do is actually put me at greater risk. But it was contemplated. I thought about it. Because I'm not anti-every-vax, I'm just anti-the-maga-vax. I've taken the full sequence of anthrax. And no, I don't have anthrax. I don't have a third limb growing in places where it doesn't belong. I don't I don't have cancer. In fact, I've just I just got my blood work from from a uh, physical and my blood work, aside from the painkillers that I'm taking, which is throwing off a couple of the numbers, the painkillers that I'm taking for the herniated disc in my neck, my blood work is nearly perfect. Especially for someone in my age group. So why am I going to fiddle with things further? That seems a little bit nuts. It seems crazy. In general, I'm not against vaccines. I'm against a few vaccines. There's a list. The chickenpox vaccine is, is one of the biggest ones. Because if you really want to be inoculated against chickenpox, you just go get chickenpox. Just go get chickenpox, suffer through the disease, and you'll be fine until you get older, and then you may suffer from shingles later, which is kind of a 50-50 deal. But if you never get chickenpox when you're young, when you get it, if you get it later in life, I'd rather be up against smallpox than the chickenpox. But they've done a lot of predictive programming in these last few weeks, and you've seen nothing but venom and bile and vitriol coming out of people who, like, 10, 15 years ago, you look at them and you go, okay, well, I mean, you're a little bit loopy, but you're not crazy. And now you look at them and you go, no, bro, there's, there's, there's nothing about what you're saying that's anchored in any kind of reality. There's nothing about what you're saying that seems anything other than as evil and wicked as it could possibly be. And as we know from sacred scripture, Nemo Malus Felix, there is no rest for the wicked. And they show, and it shows because these people are definitely not at rest. (laughs) They actually think Omicron sounds scary. And this actually, like, no joke, for a lot of people, Omicron probably does sound scary. It should sound scary. It certainly has enough syllables to sound scary. COVID, Omicron. And if it does sound scary, then I feel for you because you obviously didn't have 
sufficient education to know that Omicron means little O. So to put this in um, pop culture terms, this isn't the big O face. This is the little O. This isn't the big O face that blows your mind and changes your whole world. This is the little O face where you immediately give somebody the side eye and go, why did you waste my time? It's not, ow, ow, ow. It's, oh, really? That where we're going? And I'm sorry to get bon- uh, to, to get banal in that last, <laughs> particularly to get that banal in, the, in that last metaphor, but that is actually the most accurate way to describe it. COVID Omicron. And I got to be honest with you, like, I like the way it sounds. That's why I keep saying it. But COVID Omicron is the disappointment of COVID. This isn't the Delta variant that, that wrecks shop beyond the vaccine. This is the Omicron. This is the little O. This is the, oh, really? We're doing this again? You're going to use this as the excuse to lock down the country, to shut down Christmas, force vaccine passports, do your digital ID, continue to screw over the American currency, force us all into a digital currency, and basically control every aspect of our lives, and you're going to use this. I got to be perfectly honest with you. If this was a more lewd show, typically, there's a particular song that I would play right now that makes references to short, short men. But this is not that kind of show, and that's pretty much as far as I'm going to go. And I hope that I manage to sort of bridge the gap, despite the fact that I desperately actually want to be much more soldier-like in this than Catholic-like in this podcast, because this deserves every bit of contempt and derision that we can heap on it. The current news cycle at this point deserves every bit of contempt and derision that you can push in its direction because they're not trying to lie to you with something that it's not like they're telling you white lies for your protection. They're telling you big lies in order to deceive you, to get you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And they've been doing that for a year and a half. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've been following that. You've been following that whole thing since the inception of this podcast. You've been following the trash that they've been heaping, and you know that all of this talk is garbage. And while they seek to distract you with BLM and Antifa, they seek to distract you with Omicron. The fact remains, and in truth, like, no joke, in all honesty, I don't know what the appropriate Catholic response is. But there was a tweet that I spotted on Twitter talking about, oh gracious, I hope I can find it because I really dislike having to actually hit the pause button because there's no pause button to the recording. I actually end up stopping and starting again. Oh, I'm not going to find it. Oh, there it is. St. Hildegard of Bingen. Quote, Toward the end of the world, mankind will purify, will be purified through sufferings. At this time, as a punishment for their sins, Christians especially will attempt armed resistance to those who are at that time are persecuting them. This is an important thing. 
Because my normal response, I have been conditioned by 20 years of federal service in the United States military to kill it when it gets in the way. To destroy it, to blow it up, to level it, to annihilate it, to annihilate it, to extirpate it and exterminate it when it gets in the way. A problem like this under normal circumstance would have me provoked to such great violence and such great violent action. Under normal circumstances, had I the backing of particular people, it would be such great violence and violent action that it would wipe clean the chessboard of all of the offending pieces. Now, it's not that I don't have the backing, because I'm sure I could probably provoke somebody who had the backing to actually do it. It is that one of the lessons I took from the Vendée, from the Cristeros, and from others who took up arms, The lesson that I took from them is that they all got wiped out. The Vendée are extinct. The Cristeros are gone. So violence of action, violent action, is not the response. So I'm going to step back and we're going to ridicule. And we're going to pray. And that's where the answer is. Prayer and penance. So as I have been doing for a year, pray for the church, pray for your nation, and pray for us on Catholic social media so we don't screw it up by the numbers. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.